0: I see this glow about you when you're speaking about health and wellness. I like seeing your glow. I mean, you're just like when you talk <laughs> about it, I see this like illumination that you seem so passionate and so excited. I mean, I wish I could have taken one of your classes because I've gosh, got oh, you know, back it. in the day. I mean, yeah. you're so motivational. Like, well, where does that you. come from? I guess what I try to do is just get people to think
1: about it. I yeah. just want people to think about it. We only go around once in our life. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed So many people, and talked to so many people that have said, if I only knew, or -hmm. if I only had a chance to do that differently.
0: The primary difference between health and wellness is that health is the goal and wellness is the active process of achieving it. Wellness by definition has a direct influence on physical and mental health, which of course is essential for living a happy and healthy and fulfilled life. And as Robin Stoloff said, it's not mental health, it's all of our health. And she also said, we're given one body and one life. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Robin, who has a radio show called Living Well with Robin Stoloff. The show is a health wellness program that discusses various topics of nutrition, health, body, and mind. And for the last 30 years, Robin's aspiration was and continues to be helping her community live a better and healthier life. Through her radio talk show and podcast, she's connected with many guests who share in her mission to uplift, educate, and inspire those around them. And through her weekly health updates, she provides tips on health, fitness, nutrition, and more. What's exciting to share is that Robin is accredited with hosting and producing the longest running health series in New Jersey, the award-winning health update, which aired on NBC 40 for almost 30 years. Robin's passion for fitness and health continues to be well-respected for she's a certified fitness instructor, a former fitness competitor, and has produced her own workout video on the benches of Atlantic City called Rock Hard. She also writes a health column in the South Jersey Magazine named New Jersey Lifestyle. Her personal and professional mission is to empower others with health information to help them live a longer, healthier lifestyle. Robin's positive outlook on life and wanting to make a difference is notably remarkable. Her love and connection with her family is beautiful and her upbeat personality and manner is quite compelling. Hey everyone, this is Helene, and this is Coming From My Heart. I hope everyone had a fabulous week and is excited to hear Robin's episode. But before we get to that, I wanted to remind our Coming From The Heart listeners to continue to check out Playout Apparel and of course, use code H-E-A-R-T podcast when you check out. And remember that 20% of the proceeds will be donated to Immigration Equality, which is the nation's leading LGBTQ plus immigration rights organization. And of course, get ready for spring, everybody. With Greek glasses, use code ALBE40 for 40% off your order. Also wanted to tell everybody how excited I am or how excited we are, Alexandra and I, that we have a former guest, Sue McCarroll from Opal Wellness Studio, who's going to be collaborating with us with a promotion that she's just so excited to share. She was the one that came on and talked about her Pilates and wholeness and her vitality. And she's announcing the Opal Life challenge five days of nutrition, mindset, and Pilates all inside the Opal Life group, Facebook. Take the first step to a happier, stronger, more confident you. And of course, join the Opal Life group on Facebook and check it out. Also wanted to say, of course, thanks to Alex, We just want to thank you so much, Alex, for your incredible sound engineering abilities. And of course you make us sound so wonderful each week. And also a special thanks to my very dear friend and adopted daughter Szechuan He for her beautiful music that you guys always hear. And of course, I cannot leave out our interns, Monica, Ella, Jessica, Dia, Sam and Caitlin, you guys rock. And before we get to the episode, wanted to mention our up and coming episode on sexual assault, which will be airing in April. There'll be a lot of posts and press about that. So please tell your friends to look forward to Seeing that, connecting to it, cause it's gonna be something very exciting that we're doing. We're also gonna be following up with a mental health component episode probably in May into June. So we got a lot of good things planned for you guys, my coming from the heart family. So you guys know what to do. I know I said a lot today more than I normally do, but of course I need you to sit back. I need you to relax, get comfortable. And of course, listen to Robin. So, hey there, Robin. Hello, Helene. Excited to have you. And for our listeners out there, we are, I don't even know, honored, excited that we have (laughs) this. Amazing person on today who is, of course, on the radio herself, and she also has a podcast. She's Living Well with Robin Stoloff, and she is a fellow podcaster, and (laughs) she's decided to come say hi to us this afternoon. Yes,
1: excited to be here.
0: Thanks for asking me. So, hey, Robin, thank you. So, God, you you know, we connected on, I believe, Instagram. That's how I found you. Yes. And, And I thought, my God, what an amazing person to come on since I'm trying to cultivate this local community down here at the shore. And I love your background. I love what you do. I love the health component, which we'll definitely talk a little bit about. So I'll I'll keep it away to you. So say hi, hey, hey. Hi, hi, yes, this
1: is really great. Thank you. I, I appreciate your inviting me and I have been in this area for over 30 some years. I'm dating myself now, but I moved down the shore as we call it from uh, the Philadelphia area in my early twenties, right out of college really. And I got the job at NBC 40 and I was dating a guy at the time And I thought I'd be down here six months or a year and go back to him. And it ended up, I married him and he ended up coming down here. So (laughs) the end of that story, but it it really was great. I love working at MDC 40. I started in the sales department and then about a couple of years into it, I always really wanted to do something with health. And I was always interested in media, being on the air. You know, I'm Italian, as you can tell, I'm talking with my hands, (laughs) I like to talk. So I said, you know, I really would love to do a health segment. A health feature. So I went to my manager and Jane Stark, if anybody knows Jane Stark, she was the director at NBC 40 for many years. And so I asked her and she said, well, if you can sell it, kid, you can do it. And I thought, well, guess what? I'm going to sell it. <laughs> so got a couple sponsors and it started out with me just doing workout stuff. And the owner of the station, Howard Green, if anybody knows Howard, since we're doing this locally, I mentioned names. Yeah. He said, you know, not everybody works out. And I thought to myself, that's true. It's really making it a a narrow audience if I just do workout stuff. So I thought to myself, but everybody eats, we can talk about nutrition and everybody wants to live healthy. We can talk about preventing diseases and we can talk about healthy lifestyle. And that's basically how it was born. And at the time, and I still have segments on the air right now with Townscript Media called Health Update. They're little features that run on various stations But the reason we called it Health Update was because this is (laughs) unbelievable now looking back. We used to have these giant videotapes and we didn't even have a graphics department back then. This is many years ago. And I found this videotape and on it was a graphic that said Health Update. And I thought, that's what we're calling it because that's what we have a graphic for. And all those years later, it ended up becoming the segment that people knew for, for many, many years. So that's kind of how that was born.
0: Wow. I, I love the journey. I love how you came down to the shore, like many people do in, you know, different situations, or they move to a certain area, and they're like, oh, no, I'm only going to be here for, you know, a small amount of time, and then you wind up staying. So Sand
1: in the shoes, as they say, you know? I yeah. love it. I love the beach. I love the ocean. It's just, you can't get... You can't pay for therapy like that. (laughs) It's just awesome.
0: No, 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 you can't. So I'm thinking about this show and I'm thinking about, you also had mentioned in the pre-conversation as well, a little bit about your sales experience. So you kind of went from- sales and to being, you know, on the radio and clearly you have the voice, you definitely have the voice. Thank you. You don't want to hear me
1: sing though. Don't ask me to sing. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So
0: yeah. So tell us, you know, if people are in a job right now, let's say working at a certain company and then all of a sudden they're like, well, you know what, or not all of a sudden they go, you know, this may be not for me, this job, this part of the job, maybe I want to explore something else. Was it difficult to kind of leverage that a little bit for you? To go from TV to radio or just to get into the field? Well, I guess that's a two-part question. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I guess, was it difficult as a woman, we can talk a little bit about, you know, women and women empowerment and obviously female at that moment in time versus now, and then also of of the transition. So I guess it's two parts. Well, it wasn't that really difficult to get the initial job
1: and because the initial job was in sales and people are always looking for sales representatives to for the television station. So that wasn't really that difficult. But it was a little bit difficult to make that transition because I had to prove myself. But it was a, a female manager, as I said, Jane Stark, who gave me the opportunity to do these segments. But I needed to do them well and make sure that As always, you know, it always comes down to the bottom line that the segments were sponsored because that's business. So that was an important part of it. And I realized that at a very young age, they say the answer to 99% of most questions is the word money. And unfortunately, (laughs) that's how it works. So, but that was good. I got it. I got uh, sponsors and then it, it developed. It was first me on the air and then I started interviewing guests. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of boring just to listen to one person talking. So that's how it all really developed over the years. And I started interviewing people for the health update segments. They were only two minutes long okay. and they were quick segments, but I love short form. I think short form is awesome because I think people are busy and sometimes you just give yes. them a little something, something, and they get some good information and they learn something from it. And if they, you know With the internet, you can look anything up these days so you can sure. follow up on that. But then NBC40, fast forward 29 years, I was there. Hard to believe. I can't believe it. Wow. And those that remember NBC40, it's been off the air now for six years. I cannot get over that. Uh, But we knew that it was coming to an end. Uh, Things were changing. Mm -hmm. The company wanted to sell. We were trying to find a buyer for it. And it Mm -hmm. it just didn't happen. And so it was sort of, I liken it to losing a friend, you kind of, mm. they're, they're ill and you know, they're going to go, but when they go, you're still shocked in a way. And that's how yeah. I felt. After 29 years of my life, I mm-hmm. just dedicated myself to that. I it was part of me. I was part of it. I got married mm. and had two babies during the time right. that I was at yes, NBC sure. 40 and I loved it. And people in the area loved it. It grew with me. It got mm-hmm. better and better mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the years I, and I miss it. And people still miss it today, but Unfortunately, local television stations, local, you know, individual stations are are struggling. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're being bought up by big corporations. And sometimes, you know, with Philadelphia as an NBC affiliate, it just we couldn't survive. Okay. So it was really nice. The folks at Townsquare Media were awesome to me. They contacted me and said, Do you want to do what you do on TV on the radio? And I was okay. like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm not, really don't not, not looking at anything else right now. We were just kind of waiting till the end, December of 2014 is when it went off the air. So I thought, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. Little different from TV, and I learned that you know they were so okay, go ahead do a radio show, and I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> just just basically how I started at NBC 40, like. You know, go figure it out. And wow. I tell I have interns sometimes and I tell them that you're not always gonna get, you know, full training. People Mm -hmm. are busy with their own jobs. So Mm -hmm. when you start a job, sometimes you'll get a half an hour, like, okay, this is what you do, this is what you do. Right. And that's it. So you better kind of just figure it out. In fact, funny story, (laughs) I used to be I was in the WPG studio where Harry Hurley does his show initially. And there's all these buttons, and honestly. I was always on the air, I was on TV. I didn't really know how to run a radio. I mean, how would I, I never did it. So <laughs> there was this one button that shuts the radio station off. And for whatever oh my reason, God. I just kept hitting it. <laughs> oh my and God, that's I was crazy. like, you know what? I'm I don't know how, why I keep doing this. And at first they were a little forgiving, but after like the second time, third time, yeah. they were like, okay. And I was like, well, why is there even a button that does that? I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. So it was good. I started working from a, a small, they needed the studio space anyway, started working from another studio that wasn't attached to a radio station, okay. which was better in our building. Right, right, Now I do it all from home because I, mean, COVID. I set up a right. studio in my own home. Right, right. That's where I am right now.
0: Yeah, of course. So I guess I like circle a little bit or loop back a little bit about, you know, breaking into the field of journalism, of communication, you know, your background, I believe you went to Villanova, if I'm saying that uh-huh. correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And when you graduated, did you think like, okay, you know, I'm, you know, referencing our listeners out there, people coming out of college and thinking about Alexandra and or people switching yes. careers because of course during the pandemic, everyone's sort of like in this mass of like uncertainty, maybe a little bit. Did you see yourself where you landed as far as where you would be now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not exactly sure that I thought I'd be doing this. I, I guess I had a goal of, you know, when you become a, a real real reporter, like doing working for a news and going out mm-hmm. and doing news stories. Sure. You if you want to climb the ladder. -hmm. You need to move around. You need to go to wherever, you know, Nebraska or wherever there's a job opening. Yeah, sure. And build yourself back up, especially if you wanted to come back. You don't go from NBC 40 to the Philly market. You need to, that's the fourth largest market in the country. You need to build up. So I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. Do I want to do that? Do I want to pursue that career? Tough Mm -hmm. career. You mm-hmm. work weekends, you work nights, you yes. don't see family, you yes. gotta really sacrifice. And in life, that's sort of how it is. We have mm-hmm. to make choices. And I thought about it a lot. And I just thought, you know, one thing that really made me not wanna do it was my one of my friends w- was married. She moved to Texas for five years and during that time her dad passed. And she said, I wish I had that time back with him. And I'm mm-hmm. really close with my family. Okay. I always wanted to live in California. I always thought, oh, how cool California, right. the beaches and all. And I had that opportunity. Um, right. When my, my husband you know, graduated from law school, he said, "You know, what okay. do you want to do? I couldn't do it. And that was one of the reasons, okay. you know, I made the choice. I wanted to be around my family. I wanted to okay. be in this area. And, I, and yeah. I decided that I would be at NBC 40 and build my own career from there. You okay. know, I'm not on national TV and I didn't need to be. I was okay. doing what I'd love to do. And I okay. love educating people about my my taglines, empowering you to live a healthier life. Yes. I love that because I yes. feel like you're giving back and you're, you're helping people learn something. Maybe if it's one yeah. little thing in their life that you've made a difference, mm-hmm. how yes. great is that? You know, no, so no, but it it's, is, it's not an yeah. easy field to break into if you're yeah. asking
0: about that. Well, yeah, that's what I was, you know, exactly. That's where I'm going with this. Like, of course, you know, you're coming out of college, you're making these decisions, you're making these life decisions, really. Yes. We had an opportunity to speak to um, one of the producers of The Bachelor, Naz Perez. She came on about a week or so ago. And two, she was saying, and she's young, she's just 30, and, and she had all these different opportunities working in production and, and so forth, and different opportunities that came her way. And Mm she felt like, well, her situation is that she felt like she needed to achieve the goal of what she truly wanted to do. And great opportunities came her way. And she kept going to the next and morphing into the next role, into Mm -hmm. the next role. But I think for a lot of people, they don't do that. They may get stuck. I, I, I mean, maybe not stuck, but very complacent in that job that they're in, but yet maybe always in the back of the mind feel like, God, only if I did that or where would I have been? But like, what I like what you said is that you feel a sense of just being where you are and you are happy with the decision that you made, clearly.
1: Well, thank God it worked out. One of the hardest things about life is to look back and and think about what that other road would have meant to you. And I think you could drive yourself crazy doing that. I really do. I don't what's the point of that? You're only gonna end up, you know, would that have been better? How do you know? It might not have been. Could have been way worse. Exactly. And you'll never know. Exactly. So what you do is you you go on the path that you're on and you make the most of that particular path. And if you're happy and life is good, maybe you don't get to that place that you thought you would be, but maybe you're in a place that's just as good or sometimes better. So absolutely. I'm still doing what I'd like to do. I started this podcast now and I'm getting a chance to really talk to people longer because I've been doing these short forms forever, which I still love. But sometimes I'd be in an interview with someone that is so interesting. I just did one on Mm -hmm. gut health, how it affects your immune system. And uh, so interesting. I talked yes. with a holistic doctor and she was yeah. so interesting. And I just really, I, I loved hearing it because we don't know a whole lot about that. Yes. And many people yes. aren't aware of it and what types of foods to eat and what yes. to look out for, leaky gut syndrome, all of that. Yeah. And I just thought, we, we can't do that in two minutes. So yes. I did. A, I ended up doing a podcast with her. And so okay. to me, it's, it's an opportunity to um, really explore a little deeper. But you know, as you know, Mm-hmm. The easy part is talking to people yeah the oh, hard yeah. part <laughs> is getting it out there oh yeah the rss yes. feed people don't even realize all the technical yes. stuff but i look yes. at it like this this is not brain surgery you can yes. figure it out you, you yes. can go on and find out how to do anything you can learn heart surgery on youtube so Absolutely. you can learn how to do anything on youtube so just go on look, educate Absolutely. yourself don't be afraid of it you're not going to blow your house up oh my god do just yeah. do it so that's that. kind of yeah. how i feel there's a lot of young kids doing it they, yes. you know they figured it out they were born with phones in their hands. Yes. You know, when I tell my kids there was no computers or right. cell phones when I was growing up, they're like, what?
0: Mm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. In some ways it was easier, you know? Yeah. Some ways it was easier. Well, I agree. Yeah. The, your accountability was a lot easier. I mean, you, you know, it was a whole other world that we lived oh, yeah. in. So yes. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. You didn't have like,
1: you know, if you ever forgot your cell phone, sometimes you feel almost naked, like, oh, I don't yes. my son. and then the other t- you know, I've done that before. And then I feel, oh, no one can get me. And I don't have oh to worry God. about calling anyone. Oh this is kind of nice, you know? Oh, no. So there is, Absolutely. yeah, it's always attached to us. It's always, you know, there. And sometimes it's just too much. Our kids, my son, I only see the top of his head. He's 20 yes. years old. He's always looking at his cell phone.
0: It's just, it's just. No, it's so, it's so true. But you know what, like, I think you just referenced is the fact that they were born into this world. And I, you know, when I was teaching my students at a technology school, which I talked about and my grad students and so forth, and you know, they're all in their twenties and whatever, is that like, they're the natives of it and we're the foreigners. Like this is their (laughs) world. Yeah, you love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got on
1: Facebook because we all got on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. they're finding other uh, platforms because oh, yes. they don't want their parents on there.
0: No. Well, you know, as my kids would say, Facebook, unless it's a Facebook group, sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, is for old people referenced as that, you know, <laughs> Instagram and, and Snapchat and Oh, and yeah. Others. TikTok yeah. now. I of mean, course. I can't keep up. Of course. It's very hard of to keep
1: up. Of course.
0: Yeah. What I want to circle back to for a moment is the health component of what you do, which I absolutely love i mean of course our podcast coming from the heart mm-hmm. is all about mindfulness and 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 um, mental health and physical health and we actually had some beginning episodes talking about situations like i had gone through what i went through my vertigo yeah. and brought me to the podcast and we spoke to people who had immune issues. My friend Mari and a few other people that were talking a little bit about that as a younger person growing up, did you feel like you had an attachment to the health and fitness? Cause I want to explore that a little bit with you. Cause I know that you have that background. Absolutely. I
1: played sports my
0: entire life, softball, lacrosse,
1: tennis, you mm. know, I started, you know, with the kid, eight year old kid with the tennis lessons when I was younger and about I guess I was 19 when I started teaching workout classes. And back then, I have to laugh, we used to make our own tapes There were tapes put one song after another and it would stop Mm -hmm. and start but Mm that that was the industry but now it's a bazillion dollar industry but that's how it started and i started teaching workout classes and you have to get certified and so forth and then you know it changed over the i left because every time i had a baby and came back the technology changed i came back with my cds uh, after (laughs) one baby and they were already using ipods and and cell phones for their music so i was like wow but that's how much it has changed over the years everything's identified Download now, you know? Yes, of course. Back in the day, you know, that's how I started. And I really love teaching. I used to do two classes back to back and then go Mm. out dancing. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if my knees could take that now in high heels. Yeah, you know, 22, that's pretty easy to do. But um, I've taught up until last March. I've been teaching my entire life kickbox. Uh, The particular class that I like is, I love, I used to bodybuild and do fitness competitions, and I really love weights because I think everyone should do some form of resistance training for our Mm -hmm. bone density, for our muscles, but I taught a class where no jumping allowed. I Mm -hmm. always say your heart doesn't know if you're jumping or not. Your heart rate can get up just doing big, huge movements, arms over your head, big squats, and you don't have to put all that unnecessary pressure on mm-hmm. your knees and on your body, yes. so and we worked out hard and got a great. We were dripping wet with sweat with yeah. total wow. fitness, wow. and sadly they wow. closed. You know that was like March fourth of okay. uh, last year, and that was my. Yeah. And I, bye, see you guys next week. And there was no next week. <laughs> that was COVID, and oh it was so sad. Really, yeah, I missed my my yes. class. I missed doing that because it's one of my favorite things to do. Is when oh. I first started, I looked at it as just teaching workout class, but as I got into it more i looked at it as this is a way to help motivate people to keep mm-hmm. at it and stay with it i actually started yes. teaching a foam rolling class right after that because i thought a five minute warm uh, cool down is not enough we need more yes and so i started teaching a foam rolling class which was really ah. i needed it too ah. and boy wow. you would roll on that thing you're backward <laughs> crack, yeah. crackle and pop and yeah you know your knees everything so wow sadly wow. you know wow. they close wow. and i haven't taught since Then, but I'm working on some ideas. My husband's into fitness. I met him at a gym, so uh, we're we're talking about. He just turned sixty, and he's in awesome condition. And we have a gym in our basement, so we work out together. And he's really an expert, and he's a lawyer by, you know, what he does. But his he has a passion for this stuff. Been Mm -hmm. working out since he's fifteen. Okay. And he uh, used to own a gym and he has a degree in exercise physiology. So he knows oh, wow. how to put together programs. And so we're talking yeah. about, as I don't like the word retirement, I hate that word because it just sounds like yes. you're sitting in a rocking chair and getting yeah, ready oh, to yeah. go. So <laughs> I like the word next phase or next act. And yeah. um, so we're thinking about doing something like that together. You can do it online now, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's so yeah. easy. And talking about working together somehow once he decides that he wants to leave his job, not retire, leave his job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, <laughs> we're no. Not there I, there I, we're not there yeah. yet. I, I love the whole health component. And you know, the fact that of course, you, you know, when you're working out, you want to eat well and you want to stay healthy. And obviously you had that component your whole life as well as I, I mean, I was thinking to some of the things you were saying about the classes. I mean, I used to take Got back to back classes back in the day. I was at Bally's Jacqueline. That's actually where I met my husband. Oh, I used to me. teach at Bally's. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, you yes. did too? In, oh my gosh. Yes, I did in Englewood, New that's Jersey, great. which is hysterical. Oh my gosh. We uh we met through my friend Ken and and then the rest is history. And what a um, great place to meet, you know, yes, They have that commonality yes. of help. Yes, yes. And it's funny because you know, of course, now with the dating apps and how you meet people, and it's like, oh God, it's there's so much. Swipe left, swipe right, et cetera, et cetera, without getting into detail. Yeah,
1: wind winter, or whatever excuse they do, me, I don't and know. Whatever else.
0: <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, as I was talking to Naz a little bit about this on the episode, you know, when you were meeting people, 80s and 90s or whatever, it was the dances, it was the gym, it was these places that yes. people congregate and meet people. So did you meet your husband d- down here at the shore in a gym? Is that no, what he was no. Um,
1: I just had gotten out of Villanova. It was the summer after I sort of, you know, just hung yeah. out and yeah. took a little time off. And then my mom's like, oh, time to get a job, Robin. Okay, so I, yeah. thought she found this little ad in the paper that said aerobics instructor, we used to be called, at Love some it. gym. I, I was from a town that, was not that far from the other town, but it would be like Galloway to Marmora. You never okay. would really cross paths, right? Okay. And But I went there and it ended up that he was the manager and he uh, was training someone on a piece of equipment. And when oh. I walked in, I was looking around, I'm like, who do I go to? And I shook his hand and I got this little tingle up my arm. I always oh. say that because I really liked him. He's a really gregarious type of fun, nice person. And uh, we were friends first. And then I ended up started and started dating after that. Yeah. So that was at six months we dated and I moved down the shore and he pushed me to do it. That's the kind of guy he is. He's like, okay, you'll never forgive yourself if you don't do it. So I did. And I was happy that I did it. And we dated long distance for 10 years. Oh, Oh, wow. We did the the long-term progress only 20 one. Or okay. When I met Got him. it. So, Got it. Got it. That's a nice. Yeah. And it was nice great. Story. He went to law school. It was better. And we only saw each other on weekends. We stayed together. You know, it was only yes. two, two hours away and
0: it was good yes. for me. I grew nice. up. I learned how to take care of myself, which Yeah. Is so nice. That's awesome. So yeah. you definitely have a partner who's into fitness. And I think actually now my husband's trying to get more back into fitness and stuff like that. I think sometimes people get rerouted as I call it, you know, with uh-huh. life and work. And then yes. of course with you know, the pandemic, you know, people are working out in their houses because people are not going to the gym and people are trying to utilize, you know, if you can, you know, afford to get a really nice bike, like a Peloton, if you have the money to do that, or if you don't, you're thinking about doing different types of exercise videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel about that? Do you think that's an effective way to work out? I mean, do you do that as well? Well Yeah, sure.
1: I, particularly for me, I love being in a gym because I I love being around people. And I just, I really just enjoy that. But I also, you know, there's some benefits to having a full gym in your house. Actually, we had this gym for years. My husband, somebody went out of business and he bought out all of their weight equipment okay. so we have a full workout gym I mean some of it's okay. not the newest equipment but it's fine we have mm-hmm, dumbbells yeah. you know you need dumbbells and a bench a lot of times and you can yeah. do a lot yeah. but I do like the home you know there's sometimes like oh I got to put a load of washing or I got to make dinner you know when yes. you're home it's home yeah. but it yes. is in our basement crank up the tunes you don't have to worry about how you look what you're yes. dressed in you know you can, yes. you can wear your sometimes yes. i go down there and i work out in you know bare feet or slippers if i feel yes. like it if i'm doing something that i can do yes. like that yeah and uh, we have a place to stretch and a place for yoga and i use some of the apps sometimes i think they're, okay. they're really good but we, you know we have our own weight programs and i think you know, one of the things too was, you know, it got so expensive to get weights. It was really hard to find because everybody okay. had the same idea. Let me yes. work out at, at home. They're coming down in price now, but I do believe people should have something in their home, but it can't become a coat rack.
0: You got to do it. It's
1: not going to work if you don't do it. And that's one of the great things. My husband like rarely, rarely, if he misses, it's because something really happened at work or he, he hurt himself somehow, but he's, he's like, that's his, I always say goes down, Mm -hmm. you know, tense. And he comes up from the basement, like a new person, a happy guy, because it's his stress relief. Yeah. I feel that way to almost everyone who's ever worked out after you're done. You never say, Oh, I wish I didn't do that. Of you always feel better. The hardest part is getting your sneakers on and just getting started. <laughs> just doing it. That's yes. the hardest part. And yes. and I know people are busy, but a lot of us are home a lot more now. And yes. if you have an hour to watch, to stream a show, you yeah. have a little time for yourself. To me, it's mm-hmm. self-care. It's, self, oh, yeah. it's not just physical. Oh, yeah. It's mental too. As I've gotten older, I realized the importance of mental health as well. And it's it's so important. It releases so many endorphins and you just mm-hmm. feel so good after mm-hmm. you work out. And mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad. Like my mom never really did it. She's in her eighties. And back in the day, they didn't really do all that. And right, I feel of course. So bad that she never really had that in her life. It's exactly great. It's been such a big part of my life and our kids. My daughter's yes. 17. My son's 20. My son is you know, big, my husband's working him out. So it's like Dr. Frankenstein and his creation. And he's just just a huge kid now. And they're both down there with us working out. I love it. It, We instill that in their life and we eat pretty healthy. And there's no soda in our house. And, you know, every now and then we have a little sweets here and there, but not really... We're trying to teach them to make good choices in their life. Yeah,
0: no. Well, you guys are awesome models for that, absolutely. And I, you know, I think in my family, myself as well, I'm a good model. My husband, you know. Is trying to be a better model, I think, with that and my and my kids as well. Because you definitely, you know, to our listeners out there, you are the model to a good, healthy lifestyle. Oh, yeah, they and, see and, and, what and, you do, not always yes, what you say. Exactly, you and self care. But what, what I also wanted to talk about, it, well, first of all, when you're when I see this glow about you when you're speaking about health and wellness and that endorphin thing, and you're referencing your husband, like I know that that's definitely something that you want to explore as not the retirement but uh, in the next phase of life and stuff like that. I I <laughs> don't think, say retirement. Yeah, I think that and I like that actually. I like seeing your glow. I mean, you're just like when you talk <laughs> about it, I see this like illumination that you seem so passionate and so excited. I mean, I wish I could have taken one of your classes because I gosh, oh, you know, I loved back it. Back in the day. I mean, yeah. you're so motivational. Like, well, where does that you. come from? Like, where does this motivation well, come from? Well, when you
1: live it and you do just- do it yourself, and you have that feeling. You want everyone to know it. You want okay. to pass that along to everyone else. And I also have the view of it's not just fitness, but it's every other choice people make in their lives. I mean, I know it's been a really tough time. A lot of people have been drinking more or right. smoking more, sure. and, and and that's tough. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, if, if, I'm not mm-hmm. making fun of anyone. I mean, people have sure. addiction issues, and it's yes. it's really hard. So. I guess what I try to do is just get people to think about it. I yeah. just want people to think about it. We only go around once in our life. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed so many people and talked to so many people that have said, if I only knew, or if mm-hmm. I only had a chance to do that differently, you know, as far as getting our screenings, a lot of people don't like to get screen, especially now with COVID, they've been putting screenings off. In fact, they're saying that there's an increase in certain diseases now because people aren't getting their screenings. They're, they're afraid of COVID, but they're, they're not taking care of themselves in another way and preventing other diseases. Absolutely. that's not the smart thing to do. No, we absolutely. need to stay on top of it. They, they have absolutely. precautions now. I mean, we're safer than ever. People are wearing masks and mm-hmm. shields, and, you know, and get your stuff done. Exactly. And, you know, like a colonoscopy, like who wakes up and goes, yay, today I'm getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> this course. is going to be great. Yes. It's once every five, 10 years of your life. You know what's worse than a colonoscopy? Colon cancer. Yes. So that's how I do it. I just yes. think to myself, Why not do all you can? You're given one body, you're given one life. Why not make the best of it? Why do you want to look back and say, I wish I did it differently? You don't want to do that. You want
0: to give yourself the best chance possible. No, and I, I I love your advice and I love your thoughts for so many of us, including myself and our listeners too. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm also thinking back now to part of the conversation you were talking about, people that come onto your show, whether it's your talk show or of course onto the podcast and talking about like leaky gut. And I think that's something that we throw out. Like um, Alexandra had a little bit of IBS and a little few things that she was going through. She had had fibromyalgia when she was younger as a kid. How do I phrase this? There's a lot of information out there. It may not be the best of information. And the type of guests that are coming onto your show, how do you, for an example, see out that person or that, or the people that come on? Like, how does that work? I guess what I'm trying to reference, cause we had talked a little bit about this earlier yeah. is like the backstory of how people mm-hmm. get to your show or how, how does all that work? Well,
1: there are, there's comes from so many different things. First of all, I've been in this area for over 30 years and I've been doing this for a long time. So I've got a lot right. of these people in my contacts and I just text them because okay. I know them okay. and I know that they do a good job. I'm right. always aware of, somebody who's trying to sell something and maybe their product is great, but I I try to look out for the ulterior motives because that's not what I'm about. I'm about educating people and helping people. So you want to make sure that people have the background to be able to speak to the topic. So, and I, you know, you find people online, you hear them on other podcasts. Yes. There's so many different ways that there's a lot of authors out there. So many different ways that people come to you and people contact me now. Mm-hmm. and you know if i think that they have the right credentials and so forth i'll speak with them and many times i'll do an interview for my radio show okay and if i find that the person has a lot more to say especially like the one we talked about with yeah with uh, healthy gut and leaky gut i'll say hey would you like to be a guest on my podcast i'd love to talk to you more about this so that's what i do and many times in my radio show i will say i'll run that segment and say well, you know, if you'd like to hear more, I talk more, I continue my conversation with so-and-so on my podcast. So I sort of let people know that they can learn more about it by Mm -hmm. listening to my podcast, Living Well right. with Robin Stoloff.
0: Sure. <laughs> sure. I love, I, and I love your little go through there. Um, what about, for an example, like your audience, like how, do you know more or less like your demographics? Like who's listening? Who's listening? That's good. Well,
1: that's a good question. On the radio, um, you know, I'm, I'm on Light Rock and Light Rock is, skews a little bit more female than male mm-hmm. and a little bit, you know, they call it 25 plus. But okay. like if you look at like, say Facebook, it'll give you you, know, you can see, or even Instagram, you can kind of see mm-hmm. uh, who is listening or watching what you're doing. And what I have found that it's mostly, it's, it's me. It's, it's I, I am my own demographic. I'm in my fifties okay. now, but it's usually women that are like 40 plus women, okay. more women than men, but it's still men mm-hmm. as well. But, you know, I think it's because you think more about your health and about your life as you get older. Mm-hmm when you're younger yes. and i was victim to this as well i used to bodybuild fitness competition it was more about appearance it was more okay. about how you looked and you know your waist and trim and of course we all want to look great but mm-hmm. i think it becomes more than that as you get older when you start okay. to see people around you possibly mm-hmm. get ill or i've had many friends who have had breast cancer i didn't have when I was in my 20s, no, no one had breast cancers. Okay. So as you get older, you start to become more aware and you start to become more aware of the timeline. Yes. You know, how many years you live and how you want to live those years and mm-hmm. you want to, you know, <laughs> be yes. as healthy as possible for that sure. amount of time. Sure. So sure. I think it's more about that. So my audience is generally me, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, okay. but it's what I, and that's why I think it's good because I think a lot of people can relate. Now, someone listening may have grandchildren, which I don't, right. or they may have okay. young children, which I don't, right. but I have teens, I can mm-hmm. speak to that. And I still do things on young kids because people can have grandchildren or they might they sure. have their own children. It's not always sure. issues that
0: just affect sure. me. Sure, no, I, I love that too. Yeah, and, and your guests vary, for example, um, topic-wise. So, yeah, I mean, cause I was checking out some of your stuff. So like from week to week, <laughs> how, do, how do you, how do you navigate that? Well, one
1: of the things I try to do, especially in my show too, if I do a topic on say cancer, I okay. try not to do another one on heart disease. I try okay. to do one on maybe something <laughs> like eat more berries in the morning, you know? okay. <laughs> Just Yeah. because you don't want to be like a Debbie downer. You yeah. want people to have some happy stuff too, yes. but I also don't want to, talk about, you know, fluffy stuff either. I want to talk about something that's actually going to make a difference. And I try to give people a course of action, you know, okay, so you're listening to this. Now what are you going to do with that yes. information? Yes. So if I talk about how people are having sleep issues, if I don't have enough time to go through all the things you need to do, I'll send them to my blog. I have a blog on uh, Light Rock mm. and I'll send them there. So that that's basically what I do. I try to mix it up. And the same with the podcast. If I did, I did, I sometimes you know, uh, interview people in advance and hold the podcast. Right. I did one on Recovery Centers of America, which was really good because there's a lot of people suffering with addiction right now. Wow. And then wow. I did another one a couple weeks later with someone who has a great program in Ventnor for mm-hmm. men who okay. have alcohol or oh. drug issues. And they okay. do all these fun things they surf, they work out. They, it's, a, it's a really cool thing cool program they have for young men, but I didn't want to run those back-to-back because they were too similar. Mm-hmm. So I might hold one sure. and wait and and run something else in the middle. So it's a, it's a process. You have to really be organized oh, yeah. now. I'm realizing that this is much more than you just do the interview and walk away. I'm oh, yeah. not, you know... Rachel Maddow. (laughs) I don't have a team of people behind me. I'm just doing it myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, you just mentioned too about the um, young men, the surfing and I guess the addiction situation as they are. There's actually um, an organization called, or it's actually Enlightened Cafe. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah, I know them well. Yeah, we were trying to interface with them a little bit and have them come on and say hi to us too because I think that they're doing such incredible things for the community down here, you yes, know, Jennifer Johnson. Hansen. Yes. She yeah. Is doing a beautiful job. Yeah. So, you know, in reference to that, I think that people definitely want to come to your podcast or check out your show just so that they can, of course, if they're local, and that's like, of course, we're trying to cultivate that localness yes. too, to feel that they're connected to this community. I mean, would you feel that your podcast and your radio show is community? Is it definitely It's a, community? a little bit of both? I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely,
1: I definitely want to focus on things in the community. I mean, this organization in Ventnor, it's called Surfside, if anyone's interested. It's for men 18 to 35. And a lot of times they might get out of, say, like a recovery centers of America. And they're like, "Okay, good, not good luck. But, you know, they're not in that environment anymore where they're living there. They definitely support them, but they might need more than that. So Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity for them to live with other men who are battling the same types of issues and they keep them really busy. So I love that. You know, that's that's a great thing to do. You know, boxing, working out, people, all these, this is like a camp, you know? And so I try to, bring those types of issues out to people. But then I'll interview somebody who's in Canada. I just spoke oh, wow. to a girl who's in Canada who uh, overcame leukemia at a young age. And just, just such an inspiring story. And I yeah. found her just somehow, I found her website called The Budding Optimist. And I thought that was such a great story. And I contacted her and she said she would do it. and. To me, it doesn't matter where you are, you're learning from that person, just how they are able to overcome adversity. Mm -hmm. So I try to do a balance of all different. I talk to people in different states and across the country, sometimes in different time zones and I, and I do local as well. So I kind of mix it up, whatever it's empowering you to live a healthier life, whatever that means. I try to find topics that relate to that.
0: Yes, and I think our, our my, my you know our podcast, Alexandra, our podcast here, coming from the heart, is so linear or so in sync with, with what you do. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, because yes. really at the end of the day we just want to validate people's stories and not have people feel alone and that's really just something that's so epidemic right now with the oh. pandemic is it that really that is. people are just feeling so completely isolated. I mean you referenced like people are not going for their checkups or a mammography or certain things and or a colonoscopy because they are scared to go out and really they need to attend to these things and isolation is 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 horrific is really 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 bad um moving it on is. to another yeah on to another type of the topic is what would be your like okay so you've interviewed gosh so hundreds of people i'm sure like like thousands i don't even know I wish right I could, uh, kept track yes. from the beginning yes, yes. oh my for god for many
1: 35 oh. years <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and it's such an honor to talk to you i feel like oh, oh my god yeah wow very nice we're just like beginning this journey is is there one topic or a topic that you feel like God, you know, I just, I just haven't gotten to that yet. Is there Mm. something out there that you feel Mm. like?
1: Um, Well, one that I actually have changed my thoughts on over the years is, is the mental health piece, because I find it's not mental health and physical health. It's all of our health. They, they are intertwined Mm -hmm. and I've changed my view on it over the years as, as I've done more and more on it and how, how it's such an important part of our life. And so I've, I really try to focus a lot more on the mental health, especially now. People are scared. They're alone many times. They're, they're frightened. Their world is turned upside down. And it's, it's very, it's, it's really sad. So that is something that, and it's, you know, people will just get over it. Well, you can't. Thank you for that advice. Yeah. I wish I could. There's so much more to it. So I really love to talk with the folks from Mental Health Association of Atlanta County. I talk with uh, Jamie Angelini there, who's fabulous. Talk with people from different walks of life and how they've overcome mental illness. So I'd like to explore more of. That. I don't even like the word mental illness. Mental health, mm-hmm. because I really like to explore that a little bit more. I mean. It, So many people are affected by it and more Mm -hmm. so even now. And we really need to be understanding and loving to people, not, oh, you, you and wag a finger, like something's wrong. Mm -hmm. If you had a broken leg, you would go get that fix at the doctor. So why shouldn't you take care of a mental health issue just the same way? But there's still a stigma attached to it. And that's something I really would like to change because any one of us can be
0: affected by it, any one of us. I love, love, love what you just said about the mental health is your mental health is your health. And I feel that, you know, your mental health is your brain and how it interfaces with your day-to-day health and mind and body, you know, mindfulness, Mm -hmm. which of course is so true. And of course, in the last few years or decades, you know, I think in certain places around the country or even the world are more open to accepting Mental health. Do you, do you think so or not? I think it's changing. I definitely think it's changing,
1: but I think we have a long way to go. People can be cruel, and they and they're can be, you know, not very understanding when someone else has a problem, especially something that they may not understand, that they think a person could just snap their fingers and, and fix, it's not that easy. And it, it also often can lead to addiction and addiction can lead to mental health issues, because I've asked that question before. They're, they're, they're intertwined as well. And it can take people down such a terrible path. And one of the things I love is to highlight people who have been able to overcome addiction or, or mental health issues and show people that you can live a better and fulfilling life. It's not that easy. It's not easy to get there, but once you do, it's so worth it. It's so you, worth it. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah,
0: I absolutely I absolutely agree. And what I'm also thinking about is, of course, in the media or in reality television, and of course, one of the shows that Alexandra and I love is The Bachelor. We've been yeah. chatting with some of those people and, of course, Naz as well. And they had a person on. His name was Zach. I think it was this past season. I actually got involved with this woman named Tayshia and the rest is history. If there's any Bachelor fans out there, you know who I'm talking about and what I'm talking about. And what I love most is that they highlighted in his situation of mental health, he had gone through some addiction and a whole bunch of different things. And fortunately for him, he came out on the other side and he was able to get himself together and became a counselor. And I think he does quite well for himself and so forth. But my point is that the show being you know a reality show is finally, like many of them hopefully out there, is getting the message that... You need to be talking about that because how many yes. people may have been sitting back and watching that show and said, you know, wow, he's coming out, and it wasn't the easiest for him to have that conversation no. with this woman that he was going to be coming involved with, Taisha, but he did, and he, and it was, ex- and she accepted it, and like, okay, so she was accepting it, but how many thousands of viewers out there may have said? wow, I know someone, or maybe I'm going through this. So, you know, you mentioned too about hearing people's stories of how they got through it. So yeah, if you want to talk about that. That's
1: really important to see that. And I think with the age of social media, people are, Seem to be a little bit more. I mean, people take pictures of their lunch. You know, <laughs> they like <laughs> chronicle their entire life yes. on social media, and yes. you even see celebrities. Is it Michael Phelps? I think talks about his issues. Oh yes. There's, oh my god. An app to discuss. You mm-hmm. know, a ther- therapy and so, so forth. It's nothing to be ashamed of. No. I don't know why people try to be so tough and strong. It's not. It's not. It, you're you're stronger if you admit that you have a problem Absolutely. and take care of it. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. kind of how I view it. And I yes. did take a course called Mental Health First Aid. It was teen mental health first aid. Because as I said, I have teenagers. Well, my son's now 20. But I wanted to know. I, I have a huge concern about the health. of. Of course, we all care about our children. But sometimes you just don't know what they're thinking. They could be really having a problem and we miss it. Just because we're either not paying attention or we just don't ask. Yes. And one of the things that they talked about in Mental Health First Aid for teens was ask them, have you ever thought, if you think they might have thought about suicide, mm. ask them. They're not going to get the idea to, to, to do this, to die by suicide, if you bring the topic up. They will, but you might be saving their life. And it's really something that's very difficult to discuss, but it's really, really important. And the Mental Health Association of Atlanta County offers this course. I think everyone should take it. It's like we would take first aid for physical health, this mm-hmm. is first aid for your mental health to recognize an issue, to say, to talk to someone. You know, if, if I felt like my kid was telling me something, you want, you don't want to say, oh, it's no big deal, because it might really, in the scheme of things, not be a big deal, but it's a big deal to them. So you need to recognize certain things and how to talk to people. And it's just is very eye-opening. It was an eight-hour course. It's so well worth it. And then they have them for adults as well, which I do want to take the other one. And of course, now everything is online. So it's so easy. You can do that. Everyone should take that course. It's really important.
0: Yeah, I love how you mentioned that. And, um, and the name of the course, again, one more time, is called- It's Mental Health
1: First Aid. And they have it for teens and they have it for adults. Okay. And it's through the Mental Health Association of Atlanta County. But it's a worldwide program. They just okay. facilitate it. This program's been around, okay. and it and it can save someone's life. You can notice yes. something in someone and ask them a question. Sometimes somebody just needs someone to talk to. That's Absolutely. all, and and it Absolutely. can make such a difference. So, really important for us to be more aware of of those issues. And as we talked about, when I first started, it was all about fitness, and you know, sure. but I'm, you know, I'm diving into some deeper stuff now because I think we need to. I think it's there, and we need to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And yeah, a great great comments on that. And I agree, you know, I have two kids myself as well. And then, you know, you bring up certain topics about depression and and suicide. When I was teaching elementary school, I worked with this wonderful counselor and she used to say, the biggest crisis of my day isn't that the administration is demanding some form or program that I'm about to do. It's the fact that if a teen and I get a phone call is about to commit suicide or is going through depression, that's my alert. That's something that I need to really focus in on. And I think in the schools and bullying and all the other things that go with it, our poor kids are going through so, so much because of social media and all the other things. And that's a completely different topic. And and yes, But back to the mental health component and back to depression and everything like that, I think that this course is definitely something that quite frankly, I am thinking, well, yeah, I definitely wanna do this. Because you really don't know what is going on truly in someone's head, specifically a teenager. And if you do verbalize, like you did say about, well, were you thinking about suicide? They're gonna think maybe twice, if God forbid that's the situation to be like, Oh, and maybe that's a further conversation because you're mm-hmm. you're kind of getting in their head. So again, I think conversation and communication is key. And back to social media and all of us, including myself, being so plugged in, we may not notice or take notice of that as well Absolutely. As, as we should.
1: Yes, so, and it yeah. also
0: talks to you. It also talks about what to say because
1: we 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 love our children. We want to try to fix it. Yeah, we want to try to fix it for them, and sometimes you don't. They don't want you to fix it. They just want to let you know about it, or they just Mm -hmm. want to vent. And sometimes you just need to. I understand that. I understand how you feel. That's the kind of verbiage that they teach you. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, sometimes I wouldn't do that. I would say, well, Mm -hmm. how about if you do this, what if you do Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. And Mom and me would try to do that. And sometimes you just need to. Let them work it out. Let them just talk about it. So I learned a lot. It's a great, it's it's a wonderful program. And everyone should... Everyone should take it. Every and
0: a lot of teachers do take it. Yeah, they, I think the school districts uh, uh, take care of it for them. Yeah, I think that they should require that too. And I think it's a great way to like kind of close out this interview about the component of mental health, really supporting your daily health and 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 supporting your diet and really self care and how you feel about yourself and really helping the ones that are around you to to be able to be a whole person and just and and live your life to the fullest. Quite frankly. Absolutely. And it is all intertwined. I mean, you
1: work out, you improve your mental health. You improve your mental health, so then you work out, or whatever decision you're making. It's they're they're intertwined. Your 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 mental and your physical health are all one. You're one person. And so I think it's really important to, to continue to focus on that, especially now, especially during COVID, when so many people are really suffering. And sometimes it just takes, you know, if there's a friend out there that you haven't seen in a while how nice it is like did you ever get a call from someone out of the blue and how nice that is to just someone was thinking about me that, you know, we, we need to think about that a little bit more. Sometimes we're in our own world. I call it the, the durable wheel. <laughs> we're on the durable wheel, yes. but we need to, you know, look outside of ourselves and think or if a neighbor is by themselves, maybe knock on their door, give them some food, do, do whatever that you, you know, whatever you can to contribute because it's a, ble- it's a blessing on you. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's just, you know, it's just a way to, it's a way to live your life
0: absolutely i think you have such great advice and obviously that's why i think you have such a audience and a community robin no, that thank absolutely you. love you and follow thank you, you. i guess one, one thing. Well, thank you of course one thing i'm thinking is what's your spark what makes you ignite what what excites you what excites me what excites me
1: well my kids i mean my kids everything i do you know, before I became a mom, it was all about me. I would run on the beach in the morning. I would lift weights at night. I was training for competitions and doing all that. And then when I had my children, I started to think, no, it's not just all about you. You know, you gotta expand your 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 life here and start to do things dedicated to your children. And once I also left NBC 40, I realized that even more, cause talk about being on a durable wheel. I was really, really busy. And, you know, as they say, some things happen for a reason. I miss NBC 40, but in some ways, my life is so much fuller now because I have the opportunity to spend time with my kids. And really, you know, With COVID, it's been so horrible, but there's been a silver lining because we've had so many more family dinners where we're sitting around the table and we're laughing and nobody has to run out to their job or to whatever it is there, we cause (laughs) nothing, we're not doing anything. But boy, that excites me. My family means the world to me. And just seeing my kids grow, and, and helping them and trying to guide them along the way. I mean, I'm not unique in this. Everybody feels like this about their family, but it's just such a cool thing to see like teenagers, that they, they were little babies and now here they are real people and living their own lives. And, and you see some of the things that you teach them, that they're learning and you hope that you've taught them the right way. It's such a, I mean, there's just no better feeling than that in, in the world. And so that's being around, I miss my parents, they're in their 80s. I'm really close with my family and that, that really hurts, you know? So I'm praying that we get through this because that, yeah. when I think about them being older, I miss them, you know? So that, that's what really, that's really the bottom line to me. I've always been tight with my family and, and to me, that's precious and the time is precious
0: with them. Wow. You're beautiful in your statements and you definitely speak, for, you definitely, <laughs> I didn't mean to make you emotional. Definitely, I, I don't even like know if I should see my mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I get it. Like, unfortunately my mom and dad have passed seven and oh. eight years ago. Oh. And um, yeah, but I feel their spirit and I feel their spirit as yes. I sit here. They're always with you. They're always oh, with you. absolutely. And they're cheering me on and they're cheering you on. Cause I'm sure they probably listen to your radio station as well. They live down here. But they. Can over. figure it out. They live yeah. the
1: outside. They don't know how to use Alexa, but
0: okay. That's right. <laughs> that's <online>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit has a way of getting in, so they're probably listening, and I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's so beautiful and connected, and I think that quite frankly, yeah, definitely a silver lining to the pandemic for the time. I feel that about my children as well and my family that this time would never have happened. My son's going off to college next year and it's going to be a tough transition extremely on me, but you know, you only want the best for your kids at the end of the day, you want them to be healthy and you want them to definitely take on the knowledge and, and the morals and the values that you've given them. And you hope that they make the right choices, you know, and so forth. So I, Less. My mantra to my kids make good choices.
1: I, they, I hope they hear that in their head because I've said it a thousand times to them a oh, ab- good choice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the last bit is the heart to heart. Although I feel like the spark was kind of a heart to heart. The heart to heart moment is, of course, I need Alexandra hanging out here because that's usually what she brings on is the heart to heart. Yeah, is really a moment. And I think you kind of went into this a little bit or a situation where you just felt validated or you felt like a, something special of something that was happening in your life.
1: Well, all throughout my life, I've had support of my family, but I've also had support of my husband. He has been my biggest fan. I've known him since I'm 21 years old. I always say he was my boss. Now I'm his. <laughs> we always joke about that. He was my boss at the at the gym where we work. Right. Uh, but no, he's been great. But we said, you know, if so-and-so can do it, you can do it too. Why right. not? Right. And so I thought... You know, that's been such a great thing. And I asked him one time, if you could be anybody in the world, who would you want to be? And he said, me, I'd like to be me. I like Uh me. And I thought, how many people would say that? Most people would say, I want to be someone rich. I want to be someone famous or whatever. And I just thought that was such a cool answer. And it just embodies exactly the kind of guy he is. He's just a, he's a real man and he's a real good human being and i just thought wow that's such a great lesson for anyone to hear that just a, you know one little conversation we had and it always stuck with me i yes. thought how cool is that to Be happy cool. in yourself yeah be glad to be who you are and he wow. taught me that a lot too because i think it's tougher for women i think yes. it is you know, yes. we have a, a standard of trying to look young and look skinny, <laughs> all yes. wise. And, and it makes it tough. It makes it tough, it really does, you know? Yes. I mean, men don't have as much of that kind of standard. And um, so, you know, to try to get a little older gracefully is a hard thing to do. <laughs> so, but every day he tells me I'm pretty and every day he tells me he loves me. And so that's been like a rock to me in my life. That has just always made me feel like, you know, if nobody else likes me, I know he likes me. <laughs> and if my, pa- my parents and my family are always there and there's just something so great about that. I just it's been such a rock in my life. So wow. I would say that was probably one of my just a small little moment in my life that really um, just made me think how lucky I am.
0: I think that's that's amazing. And I think that you are so lucky because I think there's so many people out there that probably don't have that or don't share that. So that's incredible that you have that type of situation going on with your husband. I feel like that as well. I as appreciate
1: it every day and yes. my whole family too. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. That's amazing. So all I have to say is you rock. You're amazing. I loved, <laughs> love having you on. I think this, this was just an incredible conversation you're like this professional in this world of broadcasting and podcasting. And it was just so much fun to talk to you. That's
1: so nice of you. And I give you credit for doing this because it's not an easy thing. People think it's so easy to just get it all set up and get guests and talk to people It's much harder than it looks. So you do a great job.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And Alexandra as well, of course. And where can people find you? That's always the thing.
1: Okay. Well, my podcast is called Living Well with Robin Stoloff. So you can get it wherever you get your podcast. It's also on my YouTube channel by the same name and on my website, livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com. So I'm everywhere. And hopefully, you know, who knows in the next few years, my husband and I will be launching something together where we help people with their fitness with their nutrition help to help them to stay motivated and you know continue to do the podcast so we'll see what happens with that we're working on it
0: i think that sounds awesome and i'm definitely going to be part of that audience and i'm going to be there doing (laughs) and participating with whatever you're doing (laughs)
1: okay we have one we have one
0: (laughs) my husband too my husband (laughs) should definitely meet your husband because i think he definitely needs to have you know some more motivation, he's doing what he can. Well, you know,
1: a lot of these videos, when you look at them, they, the girls are 30, and, and that's great, but it's nice to see somebody that's in your own age group. I think Absolutely. you can relate to them a little bit more. Absolutely. I mean, as I said, my Absolutely. husband's 60 and he can talk about what it's like to work out when you're 60 because <laughs> he knows.
0: Absolutely. So, anyway, well, thanks again, Robin, and for yes. all our coming from the heart listeners. Thanks for tuning in, checking out Robin and XOXO Helene.